0: Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Codemus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we have a special episode where I'm going to be speaking with David Schmoos, Executive Director of Christian Educators Association International. And the reason we're speaking with him today is because this past summer, uh, there has been an important Supreme Court case that is extremely relevant for all U.S. teachers. And David has been following this case for a long time and understands it much better than I do. And this case in particular involves union membership, and it has changed the law of the land so that now in America, each teacher uh, now has an option whether or not to be part of their local union, um, which did not used to be the case. So i I know as soon as you bring up the word union, that can be very volatile and emotions can flare. I want you to know that we are not trying to convince you one way or the other what you should do. Our goal in this episode is to give you the information so that you can make a more informed decision. And I know that um, some of you are already aware of this, but a lot of you probably aren't. Um, So that's why we wanted to give you this information so that you can take it all in, pray about it, and make the decision that you feel God is leading you to do. So I think you're really going to find this episode helpful, and let's dive right in. So we're here today with David Schmuse of Christian Educators Association International. Thanks so much for being here with us, David.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Linda. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Can we start? We're going to dive into so many um, practical things and talk about this new court case. But first, can you just introduce yourself real quick and tell us a little bit about yourself and Christian Educators Association?
1: Sure. Uh, Like many of your audience, I'm sure I came into public school teaching as a believer, wanting to make a difference on my campus and my classroom. Uh, I quickly found, though, that the public schools can be a, sometimes a very difficult place uh, for God's kingdom to, to move and for us to be who we are as believers. Uh, one of those ways I found that out was when I was paying union dues to my union, uh, I realized that, hey, my, some of my union dues are going to things that I don't really support. So uh, I ended up joining Christian Educators Association in 2005, And then in 2010, attended what's called the Daniel Weekend, by also by Christian Educators Association, and really found – I found my tribe, as I often say. I found those like-minded teachers that really want to make a difference on our campus. And and I began to uh, lead these conferences around the country, got some additional training. And eventually came on staff with Christian Educators. So God was calling me to do that as outreach director and now as executive director. And so uh, I, I bring that, that background of, hey, I, I was in the trenches. You know, I taught high school, uh, APU assistory history, government. Uh, I taught some of the high kids and the low kids. And I know what these teachers are going through. And I and, uh, just want to see them equipped, and empowered and encouraged to live out their faith boldly uh, in our public schools and, and private schools as well.
0: Yeah, and I know I will tell you guys they're doing some great work over at Christian Educators Association. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later here. Um, But we're going to talk focus the main part of our, our our conversation today. The reason we had David on is in particular because there's been this recent Supreme Court case where the Supreme mm-hmm. Court ruled on a case that directly affects public school teachers in the U.S. and in particular options when it comes to joining the union and i know because i've talked to you that you've been following this case for a long time so can you give us an yes, overview have. of what this case is what the ruling was and what it means for us as teachers
1: sure a- absolutely linda 2 years ago we brought a case before the supreme court called friedrichs v cta that would have done the same thing as this court this court case did called the janus case However, uh, before our ruling could be issued, uh, Justice Scalia died a couple of years ago, and so the court ended up in a deadlock. So this Janus case essentially does what our case would have done two years ago. and And what it does is this: uh, current uh, before the Janus case, teachers were required either to be union members in most states. Uh, let me back up to say, in 28 of the states, uh, state legislatures have passed right-to-work laws, which means that that this was not the case. Teachers were not forced to join the union, but in in a lot of the bigger states, you know, California, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, etc., Ohio, state uh, teachers were required to join the union, or they were required to pay agency fees, or become a religious objector. Under all those all those options, they were still having to pay uh, upwards of you know 500, 600, 700, 800 dollars every year to their union, even if they weren't members. So the Janus case comes along and says, no, uh, you can't be forced to do that anymore. Why? Because the money going to these unions is political. You know, in a sense, everything a union, a public employees union does is political. They're negotiating salaries. They're negotiating how teachers are hired and fired. They're negotiating how government dollars are spent. And so all of that, by definition, is political because it's taxpayer money and it, and it affects public policy. So the, the the idea was, hey, if you don't like what your union is doing, you can no longer be forced to pay fees to your union. And so this has now made essentially every state in the union a right-to-work state, giving uh, giving all the teachers uh, the, that same option that only some had prior.
0: Great. So let me make sure I'm understanding this. So in the past, you know, depending on what state you lived in, you – were forced to either be in the union or to, at least to pay dues. And now, mm-hmm. because of this case, they're saying that's no that's no longer the case. so now now every teacher in the u s. has an option whether or not to you know support to pay dues to the union. Am I understanding that right?
1: That's exactly right. Okay. When, when I was a teacher in California, I was what's called an agency fee payer. That means I paid of my thousand dollars a year of union dues. I paid about six hundred and fifty dollars to the union as it was called an agency fee. Uh, and I got a rebate of about uh, three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, so now, uh, under under Janus, uh, I am completely free. I no longer have to pay any money to the union if I don't want to. And so, and that's true now of every, of every teacher in the in the nation.
0: Okay, so this is obviously a personal decision, and every teacher has to make for themselves. But what are some of the reasons, like why a teacher might choose to leave a local union and join another organization like CEAI instead? Like, why yeah, why would, would they be interested in doing this?
1: Sure. Teachers really need to be led by the Holy Spirit on this, because I I, I truly believe that God calls some teachers to be involved in unions, you know, to be salt and light, uh, to be representatives of, of him. Uh, I came to a different conclusion, and let me tell you why. Um, I, I've discovered over the years that my union dues have gone to pay for things, all kinds of things that I really can't support a, as a Christian. For example, I did some research in 2014 and found that $800,000 of union dues uh, money was finding its way to Planned Parenthood, uh, and then when I when I r- refreshed that research in 2016. Uh, I found that it had gone up to almost three million dollars of money from AFT and from NEA was going either directly or indirectly uh, to Planned Parenthood. And I thought, wow, how how is a believer who who, who loves children uh, and who doesn't want to see uh, uh, these these babies uh, their lives ended prematurely in the womb? How how can I justify you know uh, supporting and having my money go to these causes? Uh, not only that, but if you look at the political spending of unions. It's, it's almost completely one-sided, you know, uh, we come as teachers, we come from a variety of political backgrounds. Uh, the NEA's own data has shown that about 57% of their members are either Republican or independent. Uh, and yet almost all of their dues, uh, all, all their political activity goes to the other side of the aisle. And, and so regardless of your your, your political affiliation, that, that's just, there's, just something, there's something not right about that. It just doesn't reflect the membership uh, that these unions have. Uh, not only that, but but sometimes these unions will say things like, well, wait a minute. Uh, the only money we spend on politics is voluntary. In other words, it's a checkoff on a, on a form or that kind of thing. And, and this, is, this, is, uh, this is kind of untrue in many ways. Uh, when you ask unions about political spending, what they often do is – it's kind of like asking them, hey, do you serve dessert? And they say, oh, we don't serve ice cream. You know, They, they <laughs> sort of uh, change the subject and they, and they kind of qualify it. What they mean is this. There are certain kinds of political spending that that they have to get as a voluntary checkoff box or a contribution from members. That's money given directly to candidates or directly to political action committees. However, that only represents about 25% of the entire money they spend on politics. Uh, things like educating their members about how to vote, uh, super PAC spending, which is unlimited spending they can spend they can do uh, to help a candidate as long as they don't coordinate with that candidate. Uh, Efforts to uh, get out the vote, uh, political rallies, uh, paying the salaries of staffers who do nothing but politics—all these things are quote non-political spending, according to the way the government reporting laws work. And yet, and union dues pay for them. And so, if a if a union tells you, oh, you can opt out of the political part, uh, that's not true. You can opt out of some of the political part, but the 75% of it you can't. It's all in the it's all in the same big bo- bo- you know pile of money, if you will. And you can't opt out of it. So that's, I think, some of the major reasons why someone might want to reconsider their union membership as, as a believer.
0: Okay. So if, if I'm a teacher and I'm thinking, yeah, like I, I'm really not comfortable with my money, you know, going to support some of these causes, you know, Planned Parenthood, these other things. But like the union negotiates my salary. They provide yeah. my legal protection. Like don't, don't I need these things? Like what, are there any other options? What would you, what would you suggest?
1: Sure. Yeah, we're getting a lot of questions along these lines because a lot of teachers love their local, you know, uh, but when they join their local union, they're also joining their state and their national. Unfortunately, the way that they've uh, configured this in most states under most of these contract agreements is that you cannot join just one, you have to join all three. And so, what we uh, are saying to our teachers is hey, look, if you love your local, if they've gone to bat for you, if they've helped you out, You know, only about 20 percent of your dues stays local and you can get those exact numbers from your from your union. Uh, But generally speaking, only about 20 percent of the dues you pay stays with the local union. Most of it goes to the state and then another another, you know, approximately 15, 20 percent or so goes to national. So what about, you know, say in California where we have a thousand dollar union dues a year, a little over that, actually. What if you just took your thousand dollars as a, you know, one or two percent raise on your paycheck? And then you send a $200 donation uh, to the to the local to to thank them for what they're doing. Uh, we have lots of teachers who are intending to do just that. Uh, but there are other options. Uh, for example, uh, you can you can join Christian Educators Association International. And what we do is we replace the protection part of your union coverage. So for example, uh, joining your union, you get liability insurance, you get job action protection. Uh, we do that for you from a biblical worldview. Uh, our, our professional liability insurance policy is $2 million as opposed to one, which is what most unions offer. So it's double the coverage. Uh, you get access to a local attorney, uh, most likely sooner with us, and you would with a uh, union, and you also uh, get unlimited legal consultation with our legal team when you become a member of Christian Educator. So for only two thirty nine a year, so uh, roughly you know, a quarter to maybe sometimes even a half the cost, depending on your state of union dues. Uh, you get you get those kinds of coverages from a biblical worldview. We'll pray for you. We'll support you, even if you're even if you get in trouble, so to speak, for exercising your religious liberties. We'll stand with you, uh, whereas your union may not. So uh, there is another option out there for uh, for those that are looking for that.
0: And I think that I, I know. Me personally, I know for many out there, that idea that, you know, Christian educators is, they're giving you the legal protection, but that it's also from a place where you're on the same page philosophically, um, where yeah. you guys are going to support, um, biblical beliefs and values and also help educate us. And we've done that some in the past too here, with partnership, but educate teachers yeah. on, you know, what is legal, what isn't legal, how to be a light in the public schools without crossing the line. I think that is super helpful because, I know one of my fears would be that, you know, if I, if I say something that is, it is legal, it is right, but like, what if my local union, um, does Mm -hmm. have a problem with it? I don't know. I think it's very helpful that you guys, um, are supporting teachers from a biblical perspective. Yeah. In line with the law, and it, and it just all works together
1: really well. Yeah, we love to educate our, our members about their legal freedoms. We have, a, we have as you know, because we did it with you, we have a, a one-hour webinar on your website and on our website, uh, how to walk them through the laws about how to, how to walk out their faith legally in the, in the classroom. You know, there's a, one story I, I'll tell about a, a teacher, one of our members who called us, and he had had a, he had had a, a student in crisis, uh, you know, suicidal, who was, was, he had learned to out of the school, and he sent her an email saying that he'll be praying for her. You know, I'm sure many of us have done things like that. And he, he misdirected the email. He, he typed in the wrong email address and it actually went to one of his colleagues who mm-hmm. gave it to the administrators. Uh, and he was actually called up to the office, uh, walked off campus under, under security guard, you know, under, <laughs> I don't know, what armed, or not, but, but uh, security guard escorted off campus and, uh, and was under investigation and, and just for saying, he hey, I'm going to pray for you. Uh, and, and so this is the kind of thing. So we went to bat for him and we, and we got his job back. And, and that's the kind of thing that you can count on us for, uh, Christian Educator Association. Of course, there's no guarantees, we, you know, but, but you will have a lawyer. You will have us on your team and, and we've got your back. So uh, I'm not sure his union would have uh, helped him in, in, that, in that regard if he had been a, been a member of the union. So that's just one example uh, of the kinds of things we do. But we help our members with all kinds of things, even that aren't religious. Uh, we've, had, we've had people accused of things like excessive force, when you when you were disciplining a kid, you know there was physical contact, and and someone complained, or or uh, we've had some teachers falsely accused of helping kids on standardized tests, and their their credentials were were, were at risk, uh, and so we got them there we uh, got them exonerated and back in the classroom. So these are the kinds of things that come up all the time, uh, whether or not you know that they're, they're a religious issue or not, but we help with with all those things. So happy to serve serve new members.
0: That's awesome. And um, we're going to link to everything at teachfortheheart.com slash union will be all the notes. But in particular, if you want to head directly to some of these things, we've got that training on what is and isn't allowed at teachfortheheart.com slash teachwithfaith. Mm-hmm. And you can find out directly about CEAI at teachfortheheart.com slash CEAI. Okay, let's go back to like following this train of thought. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I, you know, I'm not really comfortable with where my money is being spent. Maybe I do want to, you know, join CEAI. Maybe I still want to give a donation to my local union. Um, mm-hmm. But like, and so I've got my legal protection from CEAI. What about contracts? Um, yeah, do you sure. know how that works?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, we get lots of questions about this. In fact, I just got one yesterday from an email uh, from someone who read her contract, read the language of the contract, and thought, "Oh my gosh, this only applies to me if I'm a, I'm a union as a member." Absolutely, that's not true. Uh, it is against the law and and, and against the agreements unions have made uh, for them to negotiate provisions that only apply to union members. Sometimes you'll see in the language of a uh, of a contract it'll say something like uh, for all members of the bargaining unit. Uh, that's that's you, whether or not you're a member of the of the union or not. Uh, the bargaining unit is not the same as 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 union membership. Okay. So. Uh, uh, you cannot be excluded from, from those contracts uh, b- based on your membership or non-membership in the union. And let me tell you why the union wants it that way. Okay. The union wants it that way because in exchange for the, for that responsibility of them to negotiate everyone's contract, they have received all kinds of monopolistic benefits. Uh, for example, uh, they get access to your contact information when you when you become a new teacher. They have access to this like, school email system often or, or the ability to make announcements. Uh, they have access uh, to all kinds of ways to recruit and retain members. They, they're they the only ones who can negotiate uh, for you. For example, if you said, hey, I'm going to form a group of non-members that we're gonna negotiate our own contract, or we're gonna to try to have a voice in the in the process. You actually are not allowed to do that. Uh, they've negotiated these monopolistic agreements. So, so the unions have a monopoly on this whole process of contract negotiation, and they want it that way because it allows them to recruit members. Uh, so, but in exchange for that, they agree to uh, represent in that sense, in terms of contract negotiations, everyone in the bargaining unit, regardless of whether you're a union member or not. So rest assured, even if you uh, decide not to be a part of your union, all the terms of the contract will still apply to you.
0: Okay. So if you don't – don't if you remove yourself from the union or don't join the union, um, you're still gone to the same contract as everything else. The union is still taking care of your contract negotiation. You don't have to worry that suddenly your pay is going to be cut in half or something
1: like right. that. Right. Okay. And, and, and the one thing I think a lot of teachers out there are thinking about is, hey, will I be accused of being a free rider if I'm not a part of the union? And, you know, sometimes uh, I already we already kind of talked about that a little bit with the idea of maybe you make a, a donation to your local union. Uh, let me tell you about what one of our teachers up in Michigan is doing. He took his he, he was able to quit his union a few years back and he took his uh, union dues and he funded a scholarship uh, at his school. And so every year uh, he sends CEI a check for five hundred dollars. And we provide, uh, and so in our name, this scholarship is is established. And he gets to stand up at senior honors night or whatever the whatever the thing is at the end of his school year, and he gets to announce, uh, "I'm a representative of Christian Educators Association National. We have." The scholarship of five hundred dollars. He gets to testify to Jesus Christ at the end of his school year, and also he has to he gets to give back to his school and and in a sense deflect those accusations of being a free rider because he's taking that money and he's investing in his school and also testifying to Jesus in the process. So uh, there's lots of creative ways that I think our members can take their union dues and say, hey, how can I invest back in my school, back in my community, uh, with this with these union dues in a way that actually honors the kingdom uh, rather than thwarts it. And I think that's a, a very powerful example
0: so that's really cool so you know if if we're concerned about you know teachers are going to think i'm neglecting the union i'm just i'm just taking Mm -hmm. and not giving back there are the like find a creative way to take some of that money and and to invest back and and just to show that that your heart is here your heart is for the students your heart is for the district um but you're just doing it in a different way am i understanding that right
1: absolutely linda yeah we really encourage our members to be salt and light in that way
0: that's really cool some cool ideas there so, OK, let's say a teacher's thing about this, like, OK, maybe maybe I do want to leave my union, join some some other organization like CEAI. Like, can you give us just a little bit of logistics? Like, how do you go about actually doing that?
1: Sure. Yeah. If you go to the uh, websites that you've mentioned there, uh, you will eventually get to uh, our process of of joining. Uh, on our website, and uh, it's uh, it's a very easy process. It's all online. You just have to tell us uh, information about uh, you and your school, and 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 so forth. Uh, you can you can join. Um, you can pay all at once, two thirty nine a year. You can pay monthly. Uh, for those of you that that you know you haven't got your first paycheck yet, and you're saying, okay, <laughs> things are a little tight, but I need the protections. Uh, you can go ahead and do monthly, and that's a really easy option for many of our members. Uh, you know, and not only do you get the protections I mentioned earlier, the two $2 million of professional liability insurance, the job action protection, the unlimited legal and educational consultation, uh, but you also are part of a, of, a, of a real active ministry. We have events going on in cities around the country designed to encourage, equip, and empower teachers to walk out their faith legally in the schools. We have Daniel Weekend Conferences we do designed to really help, help teachers gain perspectives as missionaries and develop plans of action to go back to their campuses, uh, to legally uh, impact their campus for Christ, to partner with parachurch ministries, whatever God calls them to. And so we're seeing amazing uh, results uh, around the country. You know, we had a teacher here in Southern California who came to one of our Lift America events. Uh, these are these are these dinner events in cities across the country. We were in 13 cities in the last school year. It looks like we're going to be in 20 to 25 cities this coming year. And uh, she heard at this Lift America event that she could, in fact, teach a Bible study, an after-school good news club on her campus as long as she followed the procedures for being an outside organization and not simply doing it as a teacher. And so she did that, and, and she got the club approved and got the permission slip sent out. And she's now had between 75 and 100 kids coming to her club every week to hear the gospel, uh, you know, as a, as a public school teacher. And so there's a ton of things you can do out there to bring the kingdom onto your campus in legal ways. And so we, we train our members and encourage them to take advantage of those ways if that's what God is calling them to.
0: And that that's, that's so exciting. And I've heard so many, I've heard a lot of people contact me as well and say how much they love the lift America or Daniel weekends. And, Mm -hmm. and that's just this awesome work. That's that's going on there. So, um, Not, I almost feel bad going back to the practical after such an encouraging part. But so if a teacher wants to do this, they can head to teachfortheheart.com slash CEAI. Do you recommend they join CEAI before, um, like severing ties with the union? Would that yeah, be a better process if they
1: want to ensure that their protections don't have any lapses okay. in coverage then absolutely they should they should join Christian educators first and then you know there's a process if they if they they'll get to our website as they go to the website you mentioned uh, we have a place on our website um, where they'll walk them through the process of uh, of, of how to quit the union there's okay. a there's a letter you need to send uh, if you so if you on our website at slash unions there's a um, there's a letter to send. At, you go to a website called MyJanusRights.org, and they walk you through this generating this letter. You send it to your district. You send it to your union. Uh, and then you join Christian educators to make sure that you're you're covered. So um, it's we'll an easy process to that as well. Yeah. So it's a very easy process and it doesn't take much time.
0: Okay. So it sounds like it's not too difficult. Um, but, and I'm sure if there's any questions, you can contact you guys and help you help figure all that out as well. And we'll link to everything at teachfortheheart.com slash union. So thank, well, thanks so much. Is there anything else, um, that you would like to share that you think would be helpful for teachers as they're kind of understanding this ruling and just what their options are in regards to union membership?
1: Yeah. One thing else I would say is that, you know, states, uh, state unions are being very different in terms of how they're responding. Uh, Some states are putting in or some states have already put in uh, date windows. For example, I know in Minnesota, for example, according to current law, you can only resign your union membership between I think it's September 24th and 30th of each year. Uh, so you need to be aware of things like that in your state. Uh, I would go ahead and send the letter in regardless because the the Supreme Court ruling said that unions have to have an opt in. Uh, they, they don't in order it's, it's not just opt out. It's not just they, it's not just you you have to wait to send them a notice that you want out. They actually have to have positive affirmation that you want in to take your money. And the strength of that ruling, I believe, eventually is going to strike down. Uh, Those uh, those uh, restrictions, those date windows and other restrictions in court. But until that happens, you may have some additional hoops to jump through in your particular state. Uh, uh, For for example, uh, in Ohio. You know, I've heard the unions been completely silent about the Janus case to their to their members and to specifically to their agency fee and religious objectors who should be getting notifications. In California, the CTA actually sent out a notification to all their agency fee payers, religious objectors saying, hey, we understand the ruling. We're not going to take your money anymore. So if you have a problem, let us know. And that was wonderful. The, the CTA uh, really did a great job with that. I'm expecting other unions to follow suit, but I haven't heard that. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. So be aware of issues in your state. Uh, and we can help you with that if you, we can help research that for you if you have questions.
0: Awesome. So, you know, maybe check check with your state or your union, find out if there's a specific time involved. And if you've got questions, um, CEAI, I know, is there to help and answer those and, and help you get everything squared away. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, David. I really appreciate your taking the time. This was really helpful and informative. Um, we often like to close our podcast in prayer. Would you mind praying for us?
1: Oh, I would love to. Thank you. Father, uh, you are a good God, and we thank you that you have raised up so many teachers in our schools uh, to be salt and light for your kingdom. I pray Lord, that you would uh, break any fear uh, and that you would encourage them with strengthen their faith. Lord to know that you are with them and that you will now never leave them nor forsake them. Lord, give them wisdom uh, about this decision uh, of whether or not they should be a part of their union, whether or not they should join an alternative like Christian Educators Association uh, to be empowered and equipped and encouraged, uh, Lord Jesus. And uh, I pray um, that you would have your way in this nation. And Lord, I do pray that the union dollars are going towards that are that are so are so um, destructive, uh, like taking lives of of the unborn, Lord, that you would bring revival in this country and you would bring your righteousness, uh, Lord, uh, to bear in these situations, Lord. And uh, thank you for Linda. I pray your blessing on teach for the heart uh, and the ministry that she is carrying out for the for the sake of so many teachers out there that are blessed by her and what she's doing. And uh, thank you, Lord, for this partnership in Jesus name.
0: Amen. Thanks, David, so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have found this interview helpful in just giving you more information so that you can make a more informed decision about your union membership. And I just want to tell you guys, um, I've known David and uh, the, some of the great people over at Christian Educators for a while now, and they are really doing just amazing work. I just wanted to add my recommendation that I do highly recommend this organization if you feel God is leading you in that direction. Direction. Um, they're very competent from the professional and the legal end, and they have a heart for God, for his kingdom, for his service, and for you and for helping and equipping you. And so I do just want to add my recommendation um, and per- like personal recommendation um, to everything that David said. And once again, all of the notes and the links and everything that you need can be found at teachfortheheart.com slash union, or you can head directly to teachfortheheart.com slash union. CEAI to find out more about um, what you get as a member of CEAI. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, reach out to David, and we'll be happy to help you with them. I look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.